Welcome back to the Common Sense Mental Health Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Timothy Crumley, uh, and I'm here with Carlos Merced and uh, Emma Cranston. And today we are going to follow up on, you guessed it, the election. And as if you haven't heard enough about it, now we're going to talk more about it, uh, more so talking about from the standpoint of therapists and both in our work with clients as well as just for ourselves, how we're making sense of everything that's happening now that it has happened um, and the next couple of months and what we're uh, sort of anticipating and just how to, to process these ongoing traumas. Uh, that will be our focus today. And then I promise we will move on to other topics and other things um, that are going on in our lives. So with that, uh, we'll get started. But first, here is a little bit about our practice. So Common Sense Mental Health is a, it's, it's basically the overhead for a group of private providers, uh, licensed mental health counselors, social workers, uh, and we operate with our own practices and we provide uh, teletherapy throughout New York State. We also provide in-person therapy as well within the capital region. And all of our providers are competent in teletherapy. Uh, we specialize in video, phone, as well as text-based services. And some of our providers have their own practice that work with Common Sense. And in those practices, they may be overseeing uh, interns or um, sort of pre-licensed providers who are under limited permits uh, or something along those lines. Uh, but that is Common Sense Mental Health in a nutshell. Um, any questions, you're always welcome to reach out and ask, and we will be happy to answer. All right, so let's get started. Uh, how are you each doing with the past week, week and a half? I'm going to brag a little bit. My self-care has never been better. Good for you. Tell, tell, tell us more about that. So... Okay, so I'll be a little more honest. Like the day before election day, I was an anxious puddle of messiness. You know, like I was just very on edge. Um, can't even, I was going to say, can you really identify why, you know, besides the election? Um, but, you know, in that moment, it's like, okay, there's, there's nothing I can do. Like, mm. this is what it is. Um, but it did stand out because, of course, I was navigating sessions. And it was like, okay, I really should not be a complete mess as a therapist, mm. you know, yeah. through all of this. Um, so kind of like recognize, step up on the self-care. Election day is probably one of the calmest days I have had in a long time. Mm. Um, I had very extremely firm boundaries on like, I'm not watching anything. Mm. Like, I will not know anything tonight anyway. Like, just, mm. just don't. Um, I took a bubble bath. <laughs> it was like a movie kind of a thing. Like, I'm taking bubble baths. I'm listening to music. I have a candle going in the bathroom. Like, just, it was actually quite lovely. Um, and just relaxing overall. And then as the results were pending for a painfully long time, uh, just kept on, like, having those boundaries around. You know, I would check each morning kind of where things were at, um, each lunch break I had. And then just, that was more so that, like, I could go into sessions and whatever my clients were bringing up, I'd be able to actually know a little bit about what was going on. Um, sure. And then 
aside from that, I bless you, Carlos. Sorry, I'm having this meeting bit over here. I won't, it won't stop. <laughs> I may have to just like step outside and like let it out. That happens sometimes. If you, if you need to do that, I will if it happens. Yeah. Thank you. Sorry. It's like five times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I would I would check multiple times a day, and I would check in the evening. Just that was more for my own personal, like, hey, what's happening, mm. kind of a thing. Right. Um, I uh, definitely kind of relied on my husband here because he was much more like involved and checking. Mm-hmm. Like I would walk into his office and he has the dual monitors and one monitor would have the election map up and the other one would have his actual work. So, uh-huh. you know, like I could just kind of pop in every once in a while, like any significant changes I need to know about. No, cool. Bye. Uh-huh. Um, but my self-care was the best possible. I like checked out a lot of funny therapy therapists in election means because mm. I'm friends with a lot of therapists so they were going around um, and it, it was really helpful for me to kind of keep in the forefront that like hey whatever reactions I'm feeling a lot of my clients are going through as well yeah. and I do need to be able to hold that space mm. and it's not helpful to anybody if I'm just like jittery all session or you know whatever uh, so it was a good motivator and like cope my friend mm-hmm. you gotta cope role models and coping yeah um, so i am actually like kind of proud of myself for that that was a very long answer for how i'm doing <laughs> no, you're fine that's yeah everyone should have a long answer <laughs> <laughs> i well, think yeah well and, and just a side note good for you emma like i think that's that's fantastic that you you prioritize that you said yep. hey i'm not gonna know anything tonight um because we didn't know anything that night and yeah so no i think that 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 makes a lot of sense good for you and like you said you, you had you know you had your partner to kind of turn to <laughs> with some of that but yeah ultimately there was no point in watching the returns come in with your eyes glued to the tv um yeah 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 oh, how about for you carlos um i know we i mean we were in that together we were Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't remember the day of election very well. Oh, I can tell you. The, I mean, I it, was you it. <laughs> it was my birthday. It was my birthday. But, like, I don't remember, like, election-related stuff other than that we, we knew nothing. Yeah. Um, which is kind of normal for the most part. And then, like, normally, like, around, like, midnight, we know who the president-elect is, right? That's what happened last time. Yeah. It was, I mean, like, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Aside, aside from 2000, in, in recent history. Right. Um... You know, we we have known right. uh, the news. The news outlets have been able to, to project somebody with enough electoral votes. Yeah, so it was just a little stressful for me because it was just like ongoing, just like nonstop. And I completely relate to what Rob did with the dual monitors. Like mm. the next day, I was working, so I had you know the election on this side and my work on this side. Well, I actually had the election like in a pop out window with like many other work windows open across my two screens, but it was just always there. I just had the election. I had a map. Um, a digital map going. So it was like live updating. And then I had like CNN or NBC or whatever, just like talking about it, Mm. like the entire day. Mm. And it was just so stressful because it almost felt intentional, like the way that that we got the results. Cause it was Mm. like, 
we're close, but we have no idea who it is, apparently. And then, like, all of a sudden, we knew Joe Biden was the president-elect. It was just, like, mm. weird, the timing for me. So it's just, like, super stressful. I think it's, I think it was because we, we could see it in the cards. Like, the, there was a point, and so, all right, let me share the day for me. So um, I was actually going out of town the following day after Election Day. So Election Day, right, it was your birthday. I took the day off, mm-hmm. which I'm glad I did because I don't think I would have been as focused in my sessions. Um, although there were points in the day where we did some of our celebrating and, and did stuff. And then I think like you had gone in to like take a nap or something. And I was sort of like, okay, now I'm, I'm here. And I, I started just doing like admin work because it was like, I, like sitting here with nothing to do is almost worse than if I had had sessions or stuff to actually focus on. Um, so there was that. And then the next day, right. So I, I was traveling, I was driving down to North Carolina. So I started my drive pretty early in the morning and I had made the mistake the night prior. I did not do what Emma did. I was glued to the TV the moment that, I mean, we were flopped out here, had our food. Oh my God, ready. he was totally nerdy. Not. He had his phone with, with the yeah, math and, yes. and doing the math and like popping different states in and out. Like yes. he was... I was there for the whole for the for the few moments we thought like Joe Biden was going to have some huge weird lead in Ohio like like there were the, all these ups and downs because of and we knew this because of the mail in ballots but yet I just went along for the ride anyway um, but the next day just going back to your point Carlos so I'm driving and and my my car has this XM radio subscription that it came with so uh, I had so again if I didn't nerd out enough the night prior I had access to CNN through the whole drive. Um, oh boy. I didn't listen to it the entire time. I did go back and forth and I had calls that I made and I listened to music. But as we're listening to it, I think the reason why I felt that way is that about halfway through Tuesday, the math went against the current president. It, it became clear, at least to that particular outlet. Other outlets, I think it was a little bit, you know, each outlet kind of made their own. Like, I know like Fox News called Arizona when others didn't. Right. So it, yeah. it, it, it varied. But um, but I know that, yeah, about halfway through that day, I heard the tone change. Everyone was kind of, and it was after Biden won Wisconsin and it was clear that he was going to win Wisconsin. It was like, okay, if he's winning Wisconsin and if the math is holding with these mail and ballots, he's probably going to get Michigan. Pennsylvania is actually in question, even though it didn't look like it. And these other states became more and more in question. And it just, so it, it started to shift. So I think as between Tuesday and Saturday, we knew more and more it was him, mm-hmm. but they could not make the final determination because there was still enough outstanding ballots in some of these places. And then when PA was called, that's when they knew. So I think that's why it felt that way. It was like, well, we kind of knew on Thursday, but they couldn't actually say that projection right. until. So that all said, but yeah, and I think this speaks to, and why we're spending time today talking about it, is how drawn out it was, right? Like I'm talking with clients and the conversation is not just how election day was, but how has the, the past week been, right? All the way through Saturday and even since. It's still going on. It's, it's still, right. Because yeah. even even though we now know, and Biden will be the president, he will be the next president. There's no, no question in that at this point, that despite knowing that, uh, we're going to be facing ongoing collective collective trauma with the current administration until that man is out of office. Well, you know, I would actually push back a little bit, you know, that statement of like, we now know that Biden is going to be president. I think that for some folks, and I think this is heavily influenced by like which news outlets, you know, Mm. lean towards Mm. that is not fully, um, I don't know, 
acknowledged. Oh, I yeah, completely for sure. agree. It's for insane. Sure. Like 50% of our voters still voted for him, voted for Trump. Mm. So, yeah, it's like completely believable that 50% of the U.S. still believe that Trump is going to be president. And it's just it well, blows my mind. Well, just to speak to that, I have I have some numbers there. Um, yes, oh, absolutely. It, it, it was scary, right? Yeah. And this is part of the trauma that that we're now, and again, I, we should take some time today to focus on, is what does it mean that we have such a large group within our country that, again, even taking, you know, all of the white supremacy and all the other layers of this aside, just the fact that, right, that they're going to question this. They're never going to fully believe that Joe Biden actually won the election, which he did. They're, they're not going to acknowledge that. They're not going to, um, um, about 80 percent of voters and i forgot where i saw it otherwise i would cite it um but about 80 percent of voters polled since the election believe that joe biden won so that includes a good chunk of the right but that's still a lot of people who don't i mean that's a that's a huge like amount of distrust that has now been and i'm sure i mean i don't know what the numbers were in previous elections but i'm sure it was it was higher than that i'm sure that there was more confidence um maybe not but yeah so i think that that's that is that is really scary, and that's part of this trauma now, and that's part of what we see being fed, right? There are these narratives around fraudulent voting and, and things that there's no evidence for, but right, it's being perpetuated by by various uh, people in oppositions of power. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, sorry, no, I just I feel like that was like a really uh, down, so like a downer statement. I mean, that's life right now. It is. <laughs> what do you wanna... But what are your reactions? What are your I need No, um yeah, I completely agree with that. It really stresses me out how so many people see that. Right. Um I just it, I don't get it. I don't get it. Right. I just don't get it. Yeah. That's my stance. Yeah. Emma, do you have thoughts? I do. On this piece specifically. Yeah. Yes. It's part of this is, I guess for me, there's this challenge uh, or this, this question of how far do you challenge this? Um, I, from my perspective, I do not feel that I can just tell clients like, oh no, your news source is unreliable because mm-hmm. there's this implication of right or wrong. Um like, no, you're getting the wrong information or that's not a good news source. So kind of going into some of that dichotomous thinking um, or dichotomous statements, I guess I won't say thinking. I find as I've been navigating this with clients, which I do find a little funny in previous podcasts, I think we had both talked about how like, yeah, you know, I haven't really had to navigate anything with clients of opposing political views. Um and I guess in a sense, so I'm navigating now. Well, and I think so, and, and I think this is, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, where you're going with this, Emma, you know, talking about how we navigate this with clients specifically, right? Because I mean, I have, you know, close family and friends who, um, if they are more conservative, I will outright say, you know, your party needs to get on the bandwagon here. Like I had a, a close friend of mine who I recently saw, more conservative, um, although she's not a fan of Trump, she doesn't support Trump, but um you know, I'm like, yeah, your party needs to get it together and back up what's happening and the fact that Biden did win. And um, so that's not, you know, for me anyway, that's not, you know, not an issue, but with a client, right? How do you, how do you address that? If you have a client that's saying, hey, well, my source is saying, you know, whether they watch Fox or whatever, my source is saying that there's fraudulent voting or that there could be Uh and that, you know, and I think 
one thing I want to be careful here because I'm not endorsing how the Republican Party is handling this. I think there's a lot more that I mean, both the right and the left, honestly, could do to stand up for this and, and to what's happening. Right. So um, let me just put that out there. But one thing I actually I get where they're coming from is when the statement is said, well, you know what? Trump is within his right to file these lawsuits. Trump is within his right to because he is. He can file whatever lawsuit he wants, even if there's nothing to it, and it will get thrown out, which we're seeing happen pretty nonstop. Um, it's not good that he's doing that. It's, it's, it's adding to all of this. But I think what's important about that is basically it's, it's further solidifying the fact that there is no evidence here of voter fraud. Now, are people in his base going to you know, believe that? After? No, I'm sure that, that for, for the most part, that's not going to change a lot of minds. But I think for the sake of record, it only further shows, hey, like there's, there's nothing here, right? He you know, went 18 different directions trying to show that there's fraud happening, and it's not. And I think that has to some degree, although nowhere near where it needs to be, to some degree that has forced certain outlets to you know, make projections and to call things the way that they're supposed to, um, you know, just because it's just abundantly clear. So it's, it is hard. Like, how do you address that with a client who's saying that, um, you know, and I guess that that's maybe where it goes for me is, you know, well, you know, it, it sounds like there are avenues here that um, the current administration can take if they feel as though um, there was wrongdoing. And so far from my understanding is I'm not seeing where there's a lot of evidence of that, but um you know, and, and and so essentially challenging that without destroying the therapeutic destroying the therapeutic relationship, right? Which okay. I mean, we've talked about this in different ways, and like with when it comes to racism, and but yeah, I don't know. What is that? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, is that what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Like what? It definitely makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it makes a ton of sense. Um, and if I were to kind of reflect on how I've navigated it with clients thus far, it kind of is in line with like, well. Yeah, it sounds like we're going to be finding out in the near future, regardless. And like, as I probably didn't use the word avenues, but now you said avenues, so now it's what I'm thinking. But, you know, as these avenues are explored, uh, we would be finding out. So, you know, how do we navigate the uncertainty in the meantime? Right. Um, which, in a sense, can really bridge the gap between any political affiliation because there is an amount of uncertainty mm-hmm. even still. Right. Um, I know a lot of my clients have kind of been sitting with this, like, you know, for the most part, I'm hearing a lot of like, oh, I'm really relieved or I'm really happy. But, you know, like, I'm nervous for X, Y, or Z in the future. You know, I'm I'm wondering how this is going to play out in such and such a way. Um, So I think that there is still a lot of uncertainty, even if the cause or the root of the uncertainty is different. Right. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I I really... I appreciate where you're going with that, Emma, because you're you're kind of getting at the the crux of because again, even for those who are buying into some of these conspiracy theories, they believe there was fraud or are strong supporters of Trump, that even in that context, there's trauma happening, right? Uh-huh. I mean, they've been pulled through this trauma over the last four years, just as those of us on the left have. Their reactions are different, how it manifests is different. It's, you know, um, there, there's I think in a lot of cases a lot of privilege, you know, that they're oh, yeah. benefiting from and that's you know at play. But that there's trauma there. I mean, again, I I t- in my mind I'm comparing it back to like white supremacy. It's like White people are traumatized by white supremacy as well in different ways. We're not targeted by it, um, but we're navigating trauma associated with we're 
kind of benefiting from those systems, but in the long term, we're not. I mean, it's 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 a lot more complicated, right? So I think it's similar with this, and I think what you're saying, Emma, kind of gets at that. If that sounds yeah. accurate, it's like, hey, like we're all dealing with the uncertainty and the lack of control and the fear here, and and maybe you know focusing on whether it's you know one's bodily reactions and looking at more of the body work, depending on one's orientation or the client or the case, or maybe it's, yeah, just looking at those aspects, those larger themes versus okay. getting as lost in the weeds with politics of it in that moment. Because yeah, I mean, that, does that fit or make sense with what? Oh yeah, thinking? it definitely yeah. fits. It's very well restated. Yeah, absolutely. Cause it's like, and I think that because in my mind, it kind of goes back to how acute is this, right? Is this somebody who, again, is this your moderate conservative friend who um, doesn't like Trump, doesn't really buy the fraud stuff, but also isn't really speaking out or isn't really, I feel like in that case, you probably have more room to do some healthy challenging. And even if it's still gentle, healthy challenging around their role and what they're doing with that privilege versus someone who's in that acute stress, that acute trauma of if this man loses, he doesn't get a second term, this, you know, the world's going to, you know, that's a different sort of acuity, right? Is that Mm -hmm. the word? Am I using that correctly? I have no idea. Uh, Maybe. Um, acuteness or maybe um, yeah but yeah there's a there's a different severity there right there's a different mm-hmm. acute level that we're dealing with in terms yeah. of the trauma and the stress that's mm-hmm. happening if that makes sense mm-hmm. very much so yeah yeah what are your thoughts Carlos's were I do have some thoughts and follow-up but let's take a break because we're pushing 20 minutes and then we'll come back okay that sounds good cool all right, and we're back. Uh, so, yeah, so I think we were going to shift over to you, Carlos. You had some notes and some thoughts you wanted to share. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, no, there, um, one is, um, I guess it's, should I follow up with what we were talking about or bring up what my question I had? Probably what we were talking about and okay. then go to your, if that, yeah, that works. works for you. Yeah. So, yeah, you said, I like how you said um, uh, POTUS has, you know, the right to file these claims or whatever but it's like it's like saying like you have a right not to wear a mask but you probably should be wearing a mask yeah like he has a right to file these lawsuits but he really doesn't need to file the lawsuits it's like he just needs to stop being a drama queen and accept the votes like there's no evidence at all Oh, absolutely zero evidence like the people who are saying that the president still has the president the current president still has a chance of winning Hmm are delusional yeah they're delusional yeah like we have facts that he's not winning yeah yeah so. yeah no and that's just just to add to that there's active harm happening every time he files another lawsuit yes. he's you're absolutely right about yeah. that yeah you're absolutely yeah. right it's yeah it just because it, it's just like it to me it's like i'm not surprised that the people who believe um the president has a chance still are the same people who don't want to wear masks Mm. It just doesn't surprise me. Right. It's like, it, it, it just ties in so well. It mm. just makes sense. Mm. Um, that's what I had to say about that. And um, uh, you were saying how a therapist can um, navigate this with a client who supports the president or supports mm. what's going on with the president. Um, I would say you were saying how it would be difficult to do that. Mm. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I think I think it is. I mean, from I think from our standpoint, right, from the standpoint of probably some of the work that you're doing, Emma, and I'm doing. Yes, it would be it would be difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. Yeah. But I was thinking it probably would be um, not I don't want to say entertaining 
for you? Like not like entertaining, like in a haha way, like entertaining in a, uh, in a education way. Like, like it's, it's a hard case and then you have to navigate a way to give this client therapy in a, in a, in a, in a, positive way mm. so it's it's it's, cha- it's challenging it's is challenge. what i'm saying it's what yeah. i'm saying the so. way i would phrase it because i hear what you're saying is it's like almost invigorating yeah in a sense. Mm. like it's um, how do you use your abilities to its fullest basically right well, sorry but go ahead Let her yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. no go ahead, go ahead. Oh, you finish so cool. <laughs> um, it's invigorating in the sense that you know anytime a client maybe discloses a trauma that i am not as familiar with i get to oh gosh that sounds terrible oh, i get so invigorated by other people's trauma but well, in the sense of like your job i think i do enjoy mm-hmm. learning and it, it's such a, a powerful privilege to like kind of hold a space for somebody to be vulnerable, be real and not necessarily get just discounted or hushed away. Um, so in that sense, yeah, it's totally invigorating. Um, and despite how uncomfortable it can be at times, whether it's politically a trauma of an experience that I'm not as familiar with, whatever it is, a child, cause we all know I don't work with children. Um, like any of it, it's a privilege even if there is that discomfort. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would, I would fully agree with you, Emma. It's like, and the person is still your client, right? It's like, Uh even though, but this is, and and Carlos, you, you nailed something, uh, you know, in what, in what you were saying that I think gets at the, the issue here, right? It's that it goes back to navigating, not wanting to impose or project one's politics onto their client while at the same time wanting to challenge things like white supremacy, social justice, wanting to promote things for the community as a whole and for the client's sake, because those things, I know we talked about this in previous podcasts, should be challenged for the client's sake. And then on top of that, you have this added component with the election and with Trump and with people who are strong supporters of him and who are, again, buying into some of these conspiracy theories of delusion. And clinically speaking, I don't generally like to speak for groups of people or yeah. for people who I don't see directly, but I will say there is absolutely delusion here. And I would, I would put my license on that. Yeah. That very clearly like it's reached that point. It's been at that point, but it's, it's, we're seeing it more and more and seeing it very much now around the election and just all, I mean, it's, it is, there's a lot of delusion around it. Um, I think there have been people who have talked about there being cult-like elements to what mm-hmm. we're seeing. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. So again, my biases are coming out here, right? Or I think probably all the biases are, are coming out full force probably, in this episode. Yeah. But again, this is where it gets really messy. And this is, I, I have this conversation with my, with my close conservative friend um, where I'm like, I like how I have that token conservative friend, by the way, it's like, you know, there's like <laughs> one person, uh, but no, but, but, but we had this conversation of like, you know, it's one thing to say, oh, well, you know, I think regulated capitalism works. No, I think socialism works versus, oh, I, I think, you know, again, I think, uh, you know, black people should not be shot and killed. And I think gay people should be able to get married. And I think, you know, it's like there's a difference here in terms of the kind of issues we're talking about. And and this gets, I think, messy in a similar way. It's that it's not that I think these people necessarily should vote for Joe Biden. I mean, I, you know, I I voted for him. I don't mind saying that, uh, you know, out here publicly, but that 
yeah, it's not that they even needed to vote for him. But if you did vote for Trump and and if your views are very much wrapped in, again, some of these conspiracy theories and you, your belief is that there's because we know that there isn't going back to what you're saying, Carlos, we know that there isn't. I mean, these processes were so transparent. Again, I listened to it enough on XM radio for two days straight. Um, but but seriously, like like there were I mean, and, and when it when it came to Philly, when it came to, to some of the PA votes being counted, they had live streams on the Internet. You could watch the people. People count the votes. Yeah. And you had in all these cases, you had Republican and Democrat observers involved. Yeah. People that that Trump wanted his protesters with their guns at these polling. No, they weren't allowed in. But the actual polling observers were and everything went to protocol. I mean, there were very, very few hiccups when you look at the process overall, at least, again, from what I was hearing from different analysis. And so, yeah, it, it gets messy because I don't want to project politics onto anyone. But there is actual delusion here. And again, are we doing our clients a favor by not challenging that delusion? Um, and this actually, I guess, maybe fits with what we were talking about, because if you have really acute delusions happening, generally confronting those head on and saying that's not true. And this is generally doesn't land well and doesn't work in therapy. Right. right. Um, it, it doesn't. And, and that's not how you treat delusions. Um, you want to give the person space to be able to process that and to be able to explore that and to have, and this is a ter term I use, I think it's been used in other places too. You want the person to have their off ramps with this, right? Where if you're making it about, well, you're wrong because you fell for this and you believe this. And the person has no way to narrate that in a way that doesn't like totally decimate them as a person, right? There's just no yep. like, like that's not, um, and it's, and it's often not like, and this is part of the problem, right? It's that they often, you know, that person probably can do a lot better, right? They can. So you want to set the stage for them to be able to explore challenge and hopefully move away from some of those beliefs, whether or not they do. And I think that's your best shot at them being able to make progress in that, um, again, versus coming in guns blazing and just telling you that they're completely wrong. Um, that's probably not going to work. So it's like, it's, you know, so right. It ties into what is more effective. What is, and it's, again, this is all a balancing act. There's a lot of layers and complexities here for us to consider as providers. Um, I feel like I just ranted. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, no, I appreciate that because you get to like explain my broken like statement better than I can. So I appreciate that. <laughs> that rant. I, would, I wouldn't refer to your statement as I've been broken, oh, but thank you. But I appreciate that that fits. Sounds like yeah. it fits with what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just ranted though, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back. He's like done again. <laughs> Okay, well, I do have a question. Has a president, has a past president ever been president, not have been reelected, but then yes. run again and then yes. become president again? Yes. They have. It's happened once. Okay. Who? When? I don't know the presidents. It was it was in that period in the late eighteen hundreds where you forget all the presidents' names. Or nobody matters. Between, between but it was Lincoln that and FDR. Ago, but it was, but that it was in that span, yes. Okay. Yep. Since then, has a has a president not one has not has a president not been reelected, ran again and then not won again. I don't think anyone. I don't think it's been attempted. Right. From my my understanding of like recent modern history, okay. I don't think it's because I think it, it's like ludicrous. Like it's like no one would do that. Right. Like for example, like uh, Jimmy Carter could run again because he only had one term. I he would never do that. Right. I don't. He's not in a position okay. now where he can. But like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this is because that's, like, that's yeah. Go ahead. But I think a part of that is influenced by the general age of so many of the folks that's who have been yes. in a presidency. Like yes. In yeah. a sense, like they're all 
elected so old that then they've kind of aged out by the time right. another four years have passed. It, like it just continues to call into question, like just their overall health and things like that. Yeah. Cause I, I know age is a reoccurring factor uh, in a lot of the, just a lot of the political climate as we've been leading up to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's just interesting because, yeah, it, basically because Trump and Biden are both getting up there. So, like, if Trump even did want to run again, he will, it wouldn't be good. I don't think he would be like... Well, here's the thing. And again, we're getting back at the trauma that's ongoing here, right? It's like, okay, Biden Biden has over 270 electoral votes. Well, he's projected to, right? And historically... Almost 300. Those, those almost 300 and likely will go over. Yeah. Um, right? He, you know, those projections are, they, they come to fruition. Um, electors follow their state regulations and they're assigned by, you know, like the process will happen, but these fears of, but, but what else can he do? And I think part of this goes back to, I mean, it goes back to the last four years. We've just seen different examples of him kind of just bullying his way through, but we go back to 2016. I think this is part of that trauma where for a lot of us, and I know myself included, although I talked to people and actually a number of my clients are like, yeah, I, I, I knew it was, you know, he could likely win. Um, and I think there's probably privilege in that um, for myself. But I think that, it, for, at least for me anyway, it goes back to 2016 where I, I did not think he was honestly going to win. And then he pulled it off. And so it's like, and I think because he gives this air of that he doesn't lose, right? Even when he loses, he finds a way out. He finds that he finds a, you know, he, he may declare bankruptcy, but he still had these other businesses. He still, this is something where he's just outright loss. And come January 20th, the Constitution will dictate what it does. He doesn't have to concede. He doesn't have to do, you know, that as of that day, he's done. And I think that's hard to fathom and to digest. And in some ways, it should be hard to digest because of all that trauma, right? It's like we've learned that this man gets away with so much. It seems odd that he's just going to lose and that be it. Mm-hmm. Although that our system is designed that way, and that's what we're looking at. But that's that that I think is really hard to believe because it's him, you know. And again, we're seeing these these again. I keep referring to them as traumas, but I think they are as we're watching them unfold. Um, we're seeing how he's operating right now, right? Again, the claims of fraud, the lawsuits, the firings of these top government, these top uh, military officials. More has been have been fired, and more have been well. fired. Right? It's mm-hmm. very very dangerous. It, it has a lot of layers. Mm-hmm. And things that you know replicate other things. So it's it, it's it's really concerning to see what's happening. And I think there's this ongoing sense of well, when's the other shoe going to drop? And I think uh-huh. that speaks to that, right? It's right. like when is that other shoe going to drop? And then even if Biden, right? Again, he's sworn in as you know. Again, it's all that's what will happen, right? He'll he'll get sworn in. He'll become the president, but he could run again. His son could run. I have fears about his son. His son, you know, freaks me the. FL. I mean, it's like, it's, you know, and this family is not going anywhere and those voters who um, support yeah. them are not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, people will navigate in different ways. And, but I mean, that's very hopeful and probably, uh, probably privilege of me to hope and think that. Right. Um, yeah. So no, there's fears that, you know, and I think it also speaks to the fact that issues that we had at play even before Trump are still here, right? Systemic racism, uh, navigating late stage capitalism. I mean, it's like, these are things that are not going to just go away. And, you know, I have my own feelings about Biden, but, you know, I think there's reason to believe that there's going to be things that he either won't address or it won't get addressed to the point that it needs to be addressed. And so I think that's another piece too, right? It's like, yeah, it's a great step in the right direction, 
but there's still trauma happening and we, you know, we're, we're still just coming out the last four years. Yeah. I think in um, conversations that have been happening just within the practice, I think it was you, Tim, who had kind of likened this to abuse dynamics and mm. exiting an abusive relationship. Um, I had some clients make that same connection and I've had some clients use very similar verbiage as somebody who is leaving an abusive relationship. Um, so I think that's one of the most apt comparisons I personally have heard yet. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad, well, not glad that that's the case, obviously, but I'm glad that that, that, that made sense and landed. Um, I, I know, I, I think I did talk about that probably some others have too, but yeah. I, and I think it is very similar in that way, right? It's like, you're, you're relieved, you're excited. You're like, ah, oh, this is done. But then you're also, well, when's the next thing going to happen? And this is where privilege comes in, right? Because I think for me as a white cis male in our society, um, it's much easier for me to go into my liberal white bubble and go, oh, well, Joe Biden's president, so it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I remember 17-year-old me, when Obama first got elected, that was the thought, right? Oh, well, this is happy ever after. It's, it's over. You know, the Bush years are done. And it's like, no, that's not even remotely how, how that works and what happens. But um, yeah, so I think there's just different layers to it. Just, yeah, just as you leave any abusive relationship, there's, there's things that you're having to then weigh and consider. Um, yeah. Yeah. And there is a huge piece of just managing the expectations. Um, I think often, just from what I've seen in my personal life and like friendships and things like that, there is almost that that idea of a savior, particularly if the candidate that like you were hoping gets elected gets elected. There's almost like, oh, yay! Yeah. Now we have that savior. Yeah. Um, realistically, that needs to be dismantled. Mm. Like we're probably not going to ever have a savior present. Like it's just no. not going to work that way. Um, so kind of managing our expectations around like, okay, what, what is feasible within four years? What has to kind of, like, what do we need to take the onus of and kind of like move forward with regardless of a presidency? I, I'm thinking a lot of like white supremacy here, dismantling racism. Like right. that needs to be a thing regardless of whoever is seated in the, in the Seated in the presidency? What am I saying? Whoever is the president. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I fully agree. Fully agree. Yeah, and I think you're right that we do have to kind of take apart that idea that there's going to be this end-all be-all. I mean, there there hardly ever is, right? We talk about, even like on the sort of the more like the more uh, micro layers of our lives, Uh right? There hardly ever is that end-all be-all. Certainly there's not going to be on that level. And I think you're right. I mean, we talk about white supremacy. That's a really great example of that, let alone a, you know, white cis male president. Like he's not, again, I have my own feelings and fairly positive towards him, but I also know he has a history, right? And and you can't deny it. You can't look away from it. He has a history and what he has voted for, what he has sponsored in the past has not, you know, so yeah, there's no way that he's going to be that, let alone would any one person um, be that. Um, right. You know, but yeah, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of collective work and certainly, you know, and especially we talk about the, we talk about uh, white supremacy uh, for us white folk. Like I think that that definitely that's, that's on us, right? That's, Uh you know, the work that we've got to, we've got to be doing, but yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to add? Um, before. Yeah, I'll add one more thing. It's kind of just like a, not a fun fact. It's just a little funny fact, but we have to leave soon. So I was say, do we yeah. have a hard stop? Um, I yeah. do have a four o'clock. Yeah. Emma does, okay. So just real quick, um, I just think it's funny how we keep bringing up the privilege. Um, in 2016, Trump 
won, but he lost. If that makes sense, like he won the electoral votes, but he lost the popular vote. Right. So then, like he had that privilege there to to win the electors and still become president instead of like. Oh, and you and you want to you want to talk about white supremacy? Just look at the electoral college. Yeah. Like, uh, oh right. my god! Like, right. It's just like, and I, I never saw it through that lens. Mm-hmm. And I mean to cut you off. I just no, totally cut you off. Is okay. that okay? No, it's fine. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like I, I I never saw it through that lens, and it's like. Yeah, like it's very much like holy cow. That is exactly what that does. It, yeah, and this whole like oh well, support support. It doesn't support farmers. That's such BS. <laughs> um, it, it, it yeah, but it, it does. It puts it, it puts rural these these people who are in more rural areas and specifically. Um, I think what tend to be more white voters, um, it gives them way more weight and way more of a say in the system. Um, so no, you're just to add to that, you're right about that. Yeah. 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 Other thoughts though? Um, to is, finish that. Uh, <laughs> I am so sorry. I totally no, hijacked. Okay. No, it's fine. That's um I was just I just want to say because it's it's just funny how like the privilege is just continuing because like he had that privilege of winning even though he lost. And now he he's actually lost, but now he's using his privilege to to fight that. Mm. And it's mm. I and lastly, I just thought it would it would have been so nice. Uh, I would have I would have loved it if he if he um, won the popular vote but still lost the electoral this time around. I, I still would have I would have loved that because then like he at that point he would have had no he couldn't have fought it because that's how he won his presidency. Right. So like had he fought right. it like his whole past four years would have been brought into question. Yeah. He would have questioned his own presidency. Yeah. Oh, it would have been so so perfect if that happens hmm. but that's where i want to leave off <laughs> yeah me. no I, I very much appreciate that yeah. yeah yeah god i'm just thinking of all of the stress reactions if that had happened so oh i talk about oh, boy. The, the fraud claims it would have been through the roof despite the irony that you're pointing out exactly Carlos. oh my yeah god. that would have been uh this all said well just with our minute or two left mm-hmm. emma you had i think something we wanted to share before we closed Yeah, and we'll be doing this every episode. Um, uh-huh. I think we'll probably each have one. I'm actually waiting on uh, a list right now that's going to be provided to me. Um, of, yeah, various causes, businesses, things that, that we'll want to highlight. And we'll just we'll do this every episode uh, indefinitely. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for that, Emma. Absolutely. Uh, thank you. Final quick thoughts. I know you gotta, we gotta end. I have said mine. <laughs> yeah. Same. 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 Cool. All right. Well, thank you both. I appreciate thank you. both of you yeah. as, as always. Uh, and we will uh, pick this up next episode. Okay. Bye.